0: welcome to another edition of the BAME PE a women initiative where we're building representation for our female leaders in physical education my name is Shrihan Lynch
1: and I'm a co-founder of BAME PE hello my name is Laura McBean and I'm also a co-founder of BAME PE
0: hello and welcome to another edition of the BAME PE a women initiative where we're building representation for our female leaders in physical education. My name is Shrihan Lynch, and I'm a co-founder of Bain PE.
1: Hello, my name is Laura McBean, and I'm also a co-founder of Bain PE. Tell us a little
0: bit about yourself. Hello, my name is Mel Hamada. I'm an Australian PE teacher. I'm currently working at the International School of Beijing in China. Uh, Presently, I'm in Australia visiting family, and we've been here for some time because of the COVID-19 situation. Uh, I would say that I am lots of hats at the moment. Uh, I am a mother to three children. I am a wife to my husband. I am a daughter to my parents, a sister to my brother and his family. I'm also, I would call myself an athlete. I take pride and personal purpose in being really athletic and competitive uh, and training Um, but it's a little hard at the moment.
1: Um, Could you tell us a little bit about your journey into physical education?
0: So I grew up in Canberra which is the capital of Australia and through school I was really into sport and being athletic and made the decision that I really wanted to do PE teaching Um, It was a rude awakening to go to university and realize that P.E. um, teacher education is vastly different from being a P.E. student at school and I really struggled to begin with. Um, I didn't find a natural way of teaching within myself and I didn't find that the course that I did um, fully prepared me for what I wanted to engage in as a P.E. teacher, I think, Um, until my my final practical teaching. I had a fabulous uh, lecturer who sent me to a really strong um, school and the teacher that I had who was guiding my practice sat me down and asked me what sports I played and what my real interests and passions were Um, and I had a great conversation with him and then he told me that he wanted me to teach all of these things I'd never taught before sports I wasn't interested in or didn't have any passion for or had no experience in and that was really eye-opening it made me really have to think about new uh, sports and a little bit about what the culture of sport really is Um, I think as a female growing up in Australia I felt really removed from some of the real cultural masculine sports that are uh, prevalent in Australia Um, so the Aussie Rules Football or Rugby League um, or Cricket, all of those are very, I I would say there's a stronger presence in the female sport genre and there's certainly more coverage on media, which is fabulous. Uh, But growing up for me in the 80s and 90s, it really wasn't. There's a lot of masculine overpowering of sport and I really found that very challenging uh, and overwhelming, especially as a female phys coming out into a predominantly male PE staff room base. So uh, I got my degree and went out to teach. I found there was very limited jobs for PE teachers and I ended up teaching a lot of science and math. They were other subjects that I had taken to be able to teach science and drama were my two uh, minor subjects. I also did a lot of relief <laughs> teaching and then I got a phys ed job on a minor contract um, but I ended up travelling overseas and discovering the world of international schools and I got my first job teaching P.E. Uh, at, a, at a school in Tanzania and Dar es Salaam in Tanzania which is in East Africa um, and that was my first opportunity to teach phys ed and health uh, and science um, in an international school.
1: Tell us a little bit about your experience of teaching in international schools.
0: So, international schools are all over the place, and they are certainly a booming currency and industry now. You'll find that there are international schools in most countries where English is not the first language, and that there are multiple schools in many of those capital or large cities where there are big businesses or embassies or NGOs or, or all of the above. Um, Just like there are in most schools in in English-speaking countries, US, Australia, etc. There's different tiers of school and some are for profit, some are not. Um, Some are highly accredited, some are not. So you really need to be very aware and ask very astute questions uh, when you are having your job interview to make sure that the schools that you're interviewing with line up with your values as a person and as a teacher. Um, My husband is also working at the same school that I am at. We've recruited together Uh, and we love this life. We love living in different countries and having the opportunity to move to different international schools. Uh, They take their pound of flesh from us but we love being where there's so much going on. Um, I'm not I'm not proud of all of the things that our schools do. I think there's a lot of room for growth. Um, I notice, particularly as a female teacher in schools, that there is normally very strong white male privilege administration um, in principalships or head of head of um, different departments or heads of school. Every head of school that I have had has been a an older white male, uh, and I think that schools will need to address that in coming times. I'm noticing that there are more opportunities for women in leadership areas, like there's leadership committees or conferences or networking, which I think is really valuable and important. And I think it's going to be important for international schools to really uh, embrace the idea of their multiculturalism, since that's a really big selling point for parents. That their child will be able to be at a school where there's a multicultural environment. I think schools are really trying to pedal that out. But if they're really being honest to their stakeholders, they'll need to be making sure that they are looking very firmly and hard at hiring practices. Um, a lot of the hiring practices can be challenging, I think, for schools because they're mandated by the country in which they are res- uh, residing uh built uh, living and sometimes that means that it's difficult for people with some passports from some countries to be able to come and live in that country and so often uh we can see that the school is trying to diversify but it's being challenged by what for example china will or will not allow in terms of uh the passport or the particular degree that that person holds. And so I think there needs to be a bigger conversation to make that very clear to people and to look at ways that we can get around that. I think that we're missing out, especially for our students um, of colour, they're not getting the role modelling from the adults in the space that promote them as wonderful cultural young people and are personally relevant in that space. So there's definitely room for growth, but we have really thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity of living abroad uh, and working with such a diverse, in terms of the country that they're from, the heritage that they have, the experience that those teachers have had, uh, and also the lovely kids that come in that also speak these amazingly diverse set of languages and experiences are unique. Uh, And it's really been a fabulous adventure for us as a family.
1: Tell us a little bit about your philosophy.
0: For me, PE teaching has been soul filling, I would say is the right word. I love it. I really love teaching PE and health. I think that... uh, There are different sorts of people teaching PE these days. I think when I grew up and when I first became a PE teacher, I felt really overwhelmed by the masculinity and by the jock, the sport jock jokes and the offhand references, the going to get beers after work um, and the camaraderie around the expectation of what PE teaching was and what it should look like. And I found that really challenging. It wasn't until a few years into my own experience and practice that I joined a department that had some amazingly thoughtful uh, educators in there who introduced me to models based practice and made me um, realise that there was other ways of teaching beyond skilling and drilling and big um, game play. I really felt that I was not doing my best by my female students Who often came from very strong patriarchal cultures and religions and that I felt that they needed a place for their voices to be heard and their experiences to be documented and for them to really own what they were doing and not uh, feel that they had to be bullied or under pressured to perform by boys in the class. I also really wanted to reach out to some of my boys who were really struggling within themselves, they didn't identify as being athletic, they didn't enjoy being athletic and I really wanted to try and see if I could reach them. Um, I also really wanted to try and t- tap into my sporty kids, the kids that really are engaged in activity, find joy because they are confident and able movers and tend to pick things up super quick. I wanted to see how I could help them as well. So. I think my values are around trying to be really personally relevant to each of my learners, trying to take them on a journey from wherever they are and do no harm. So they're not going backwards, but we're constantly forging a way forward. Sometimes it might be three steps forward, one steps back, but I really hope over my time with them that we can continue to move forward and that I can reach those kids in a way where they're just slowly banking away um, personally relevant and meaningful experiences in PE. There might not be every lesson something that's meaningful, but what I hope is that the sum total of their time, they'll reflect back and recognize things that they really enjoyed. And I'm hoping that they will then invest more time uh, in things that they enjoy doing that keep them moving and have that real joy of movement. I have done a lot of work personally, a lot of professional growth. I'm constantly curious, I would say, I am not afraid to reach out and ask people for assistance and admit that this is an area that I'm not feeling very strong about. I'm also not afraid to take greater risks these days. So if I read something meaningful uh, that really touches me, so I often read different people's blog posts or research articles or I'll annoy someone until they share with me something that I know that they've been tweeting about, I'm not afraid to try that stuff out and see how it goes with my kids. And I'm pretty honest with them about trialing things or expecting things of them. I have very high expectations of my students uh, and we seek to go on our journey together. I've been really uh, impressed with the meaningful PE which has come out of LAMP PE. Um, Tim Fletcher and Dear Janie have been doing a super job of keeping us informed and I'm really enjoying thinking about um, what are the, what are the things that make activity, uh, phys ed or sport or whatever it is that rocks you? Um, for me, it's triathlon and running. So what what are those things? What makes those really make me come back to it? Like what causes me to give up two hours of every day to train and to travel and race and become a bike geek? Like what is it about those things? And what is it when a child finds that amazing um, purpose and finds something that really resonates with them and they go deeper and deeper into that into that amazing, a massive knowledge and interest and practice? What are the things that uh, really hold us together around those? So it's been so interesting to go on a personal journey and work out what's really valuable for me and who are the people around me That are really pushing those values Um, so as a phys ed i really appreciate in at my school that we get a lot of time to to invest in our professional growth that we are encouraged to present and to um, bring back information and present within our school that we're encouraged uh, to really pursue um, research and think about research-based evidence and how that will impact our students I also feel that uh, my upbringing was my father worked for the government and my mother worked in various jobs that were really service-based. And so there's a real feeling amongst my family and also my husband about how we give back to others. Um, And that doesn't necessarily mean monetary value, time and energy and how we give in, in the service of others so that we can better, hopefully better others as they move forward, but that you're there to support people in that growth and then that identification of themselves as someone new. I think uh, one of my favorite experiences has been a student who wrote me after she'd left um, my school and she'd moved to a new school and she wrote uh, an email and just basically said, I get it now. I understand why we did that and I can see why you asked those questions and I can see that I have become a person who is curiouser about my own self and my own health and my own activity and I now know what what I want and what I can do and I can go and get it and she said you've given me a new identity you forced me to really think about myself and I I know that's really philosophical but that's what I want I want kids to recognize what's inside them that they are resilient they do take risks Um, they can work with new people that they can be leaders or followers or they can try a new skill and they can practice for half an hour and it They can overcome failure. Um, They can reach out to someone else. I want all of that to happen for them um, through the medium of being active. And I just find such joy in being a teacher or allowing those things to happen. It doesn't always happen, uh, but trying every day to make that happen.
1: Great point Um, in the importance of meaningful PE for our students. Thank you for that. So just before we wrap up, Do you have any advice for those who may wish to teach in international schools
0: if you are interested in joining an international school there are so many of us who would love to help you if you have questions we'd love to be able to help you out there are some companies that offer opportunities for you to go to job fairs Um, in the latest Uh, conversations around Black Lives Matter and making sure that everybody has equal access to things. Some of these companies have not been as amazing as others so it's worth doing a bit of due diligence to work out where you want to be but even if the company is not as awesome as we'd like them to be, those initial questions that you might have about going overseas can be answered on some of those websites. But there are enough of us in PE International schools that would be willing to help anyone that is looking for jobs and work. Um, The process would be to look some of these job fairs up, attend a job fair, make sure you've got all your paperwork in order and that you're ready to roll and that you've really thought about why you want to work overseas. Um, My advice to everybody is it's not easy, you will work really hard and if you're wanting to get away because you have some problems or challenges at home moving away from them won't solve them. So make sure that in your move that you are really in the mindset of that positivity and growth and that that things will be difficult and challenging but very rewarding um, and make sure that you're ready to go. Um, My other piece of advice is keep learning, keep being curious. I know that schools are very busy places and we can really get bogged down in the... um, concerns about, is this lesson plan done? I need to go and do this coaching. I need to look after my family. And those are all super important. But your learning is also really important as you embrace the idea of being the teacher that you highly value and that you have those values and that you're really instilling those in your students. And I think we have a responsibility to continue our learning so that we are not teaching the way that we were taught. PE has evolved a long time over that process, we're not the way that I was taught. PE is if someone came into my department and tried to teach in that way, we would quickly school them in in the fact that that's not the way it's done anymore. And I think we need to be really mindful of providing our students with very worthwhile educational uh, opportunities. We're not uh, physical activity teachers. We're not personal trainers, and we're not um, fitness enthusiast teachers. We are physical education teachers and with that comes a massive responsibility to ensure that our profession is held in regard, high regard, by other teachers and administrators and policy writers and curriculum writers and uh, physical education lecturers. All, All of these people need to be able to see that what we're carrying with our legacy is vitally important and I really see that as being the essence of this job. You have to network, you have to make sure you're finding people that are sending the same message uh, and that are going to lift you up and really support you. And I think uh, social media has been a huge ball um, game changer. Just so many people online now that can support you uh, and help you to be a better teacher and a more effective teacher. Um, I think that we need to make our experiences really valuable but we must keep education right in the center of that Uh, and I know that through further um, professional development and education that we can do that and you need to think about how you're going to make that filter into your life Um, if not on a daily basis on a weekly basis maybe it's just carving out half an hour of your time to read a blog post or listen to a podcast while you're exercising or cooking dinner or doing the shopping Maybe it's um, striking up a mentoring conversation with some people that you have seen or heard or uh, would know would be there to support you. Whatever it is, I think it's really important that we network and we support each other um, and that we keep learning because that's what we're in the business of. Thank you so much for letting me share some of my story with you. Uh, I really hope to connect with more people and I'm really looking forward to listening to other people's stories on their physio journeys. Uh, I'm halfway through mine. I'm looking forward to the second half. Take care, everyone.
1: It's amazing. Thank you very much for your time.